This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This podcast is sponsored by FlashFilmAcademy.com. If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit. Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text flash film to 74121. That's one word flash film to 74121. All right, let's get started. All right, let's get this thing going. Let's get this thing going. I hope y'all enjoyed that new intro. I wanted to uh, include some good behind the scenes stuff. I want to make sure y'all had a chance to really see the progress, just to see where things started, see how things went, how things were going. I, I, I'm really big on making sure I share the lows as much as I share the highs, because people think that you just decide to do something and you go out and it work and it don't work like that. Like I went through hell trying to get this thing going and it was to the point where once I found out and understood what worked, I noticed that, you know, well, when I went looking for answers, I went looking for people who can help. I went looking for um, just information so that I can get out of the hole faster. And there was no help. There was no lifeline. There was no raft. There was no lifesaver. It was no rope. It was none of that. So I had to figure it out. Um, and I was determined to make it work. Half half of it was due to, I want to say, the embarrassment of leaving a good job, chasing your dreams. Um, but some of it was because I knew I could do it. So in doing that, I started to create, you know, Flash Film Academy. Really, let's be honest, the channel started as Flash Film Media. And I was going to talk about gear like everybody else because I finally got to the point where I can afford it. Now, you know, I felt like I can buy enough to talk about. But I realized that other people had the same issues that I had. Um, and, and understanding how to get, you know, out of an idea to actually doing it. So today we're going to talk about, you know, how focused are you on growing your business? How important is it to you? Because you may not be making enough sacrifices. And today we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, but we're going we gonna to make sure we kind of dig deep in some real life situations and real life things that could possibly be holding you back. But first, you know, what we got to do we got to roll graphics. Let's do that. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. 
But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. What's really good? My name is Ty. And if this is your first time on this channel right here, this channel was designed to punch you in the throat as much as possible. No, it's not an abusive relationship. This, this channel is about the business side of content creation. I don't care if you're a photographer, videographer, whatever. If you're creative and you want to understand the business side, this is the place to be. We're not here to teach you how to do all kind of after effects for your rap videos to make it rain money that you don't even got. This channel right here is to show you how to make the most money from that video. If you're shooting in 4K and you ain't getting 4K per shot, if you ain't got 4K in the bank, you're doing something wrong. Some people struggling with 1080p right now. And I'm talking about 1080 in your pocket. 1080 per shoot. That's what you need to be getting. 1080ps per shoot. If you're shooting <laughs> in 1080p, you need to be getting 1080 per shoot. And if you're not, you're doing something wrong. And I'm here to help you with that. All right. Let's talk about a few things, man. Let's talk about a few things. Um, and initially, when we go into business, you got to have the foundation together. You got to have your life in order. You got to have some things in your life in order to do this if you don't come from money if you come from money you can kind of almost skip over this because you won't have to sacrifice much you got help you got a support system and when i say a support system i don't mean people that's just down to rock with you people that's just down to be cool with you i mean people that can financially step in and say hey hey buddy here's ten thousand dollars to blow on a business idea i didn't come from that I didn't come from that at all. I came from a situation where people was like, oh, that's what you want to do. I'm cool with it. But I don't know how I can help you other than give my opinion. You got to go out and find it. You got to go out and look for it. You got to go out and do it. So for those of you who are in that situation, no matter how old you are, whether you're 18 or 65, no matter how old you are, um, you know, Sometimes you got to wake up and decide I want to go in this direction and I want to go for it. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about just going in that path in that direction and some of the things you're going to have to sacrifice. Right. And one of the things that just dawned on me as I was taking this journey, like like nothing else was more important than getting my business off the ground. Right. Nothing else. It was it was breathing my kids than my business. Nothing else was more important. And it may take for you to sacrifice things in your life to that point to do it. Like, like I didn't even want to reward myself for watching TV because I'm like, you too, you too broke to watch TV. Your business ain't doing nothing. Why are you, why are you wasting time watching other people who are, who are out here getting it and you ain't out here getting it. You sitting at home wasting time. You could be dedicating to understanding how to be better at what you do. And for me, it got that deep. Like I stopped caring about, you know, almost what I was wearing, what people thought of me. I cut down my activities. I wouldn't reward myself with, with for mediocrity. I wouldn't reward myself like a lot of other people do. They go work nine to five, turn a boat on Friday. They're ready to turn up. Didn't accomplish nothing but just finishing work. And they survived another week. Now they're ready to party. I stopped rewarding myself with mediocrity. I stopped doing that. I started rewarding myself for doing things that helped my, the number one goal in my life. And that was to grow my business. And I noticed that all of the problems I had in life can be solved in one place. There was a book I read called that one thing. 
right? Which helps you stop thinking that you're, you, you're, you can multitask and it'll help you determine what one thing in your life will help you um, go where you need to go. I got a message, so I'll post that. There you go. So um, it will help you determine what will take you where you, where you need to go. And for me, honestly, everything, every problem that I had, 95% of it, um, stems to me getting my business off the ground, me having the freedom to go do what I want to do time wise and financially, right? Every issue that I had, every issue, issue with the car, throw money at it. You want to spend more time with the kids? I got free time. So everything stems back, stemmed back to me being great at this one thing. The book is called that one thing. Pause for a second. I know you're in the middle of something dope, but I wanted to make sure I tell you about a course over at Flash Film Academy that changed the game for me. It literally took my business from attracting mostly low-end clients to consistently landing and closing bigger clients with bigger budgets. It's called the five key steps for creating an effective portfolio that converts. If you're a photographer, videographer, editor, colorist, or graphic designer, it's very simple. This course teaches you how to take what your brand does well and present those things in a way that help the clients understand how your brand can solve their problems. When clients are trying to make a decision on why or even if they should work with you, blasting them with your best video clips set to music won't cut it anymore. It doesn't set you apart, show value, or help buyers in the process of making a decision. This course teaches you how to create a commercial for your brand, providing a first impression that will help 10x your ability to land quality clients. Remember, if you can't effectively tell your story, Clients won't hire you to effectively tell their story. Go to flashfilmacademy.com today to get started. Use promo code POD5, that's P-O-D-5, to save 15% off this course. So every everything stemmed back to that. Like, if I can be great at this, everything else will work. I was going through all kind of stuff, legally, you know, dealing, you know, with, a past marriage, you know, kids, things like that. And I'm just being real with you. I just want to be transparent. Um, all of that. You know what helped it? Getting my business off the ground and having the money to go get a lawyer and say, hey, this is what we're doing. Getting my business off the ground and having the freedom to be able to show up whenever, wherever I want to do, wherever I want to be. Having the freedom to sleep in and get extra rest. And the business solved everything. The business solved everything. And when I finally understood how many problems the business was going to solve, I made sure that I moved it up the pedestal, right? I made sure I gave it my, my undivided attention because it was my way out. It was the way, it was my way out of my old traditional life um, and my old traditional way of thinking. So I had to put everything, everything on it. And when I say everything, I mean, I bet on myself and you should bet on yourself before I bet it on the stock market, before I bet on crypto, before I bet on another job, before I bet on somebody else, I had to bet on me. So you may be in a situation where you have to bet on you. Stop putting your money other places. Stop putting your time other places. Stop giving your time to TV shows and sports. Stop giving your money to Gucci and all this other stuff and put that stuff into you. If you really want to do it, if you're afraid to invest in yourself, the truth is you may not be ready for this. 
because you all you got. If you're not ready to invest in yourself with time and money, you may not, this may not be, you may want to be, you may want to do something else. You may want to be, you know, freelance or something. But if you want the big check, you're going to have to learn how to do business, right? Everybody post where you're from. Post where you're from. I love to see that pop up. You, you're going to have to learn how to, how to run the business and it's going to take some sacrifice, right? It's going to take sacrifice. I got to the point where I had my car and I had my truck and I had to let one go. I'm just being real with you. It was getting tight. Stuff, stuff started off strong. And then going into business, one thing you're going to realize is depending on what business you're in, whatever your niche is, you're going to have seasons. And your first year, it's difficult for you to prepare for them seasons. You need to stack and just chill and just wait. Because you don't know you don't know those seasons until about year two where you realize I'm supposed to have a slow February. I'm supposed to have a, a hot July. I'm supposed to have this no matter what you whatever you're in, you're going to have seasons. No matter what your niche is, you're going to have seasons. So your first year, you're going to have to figure that out. You're going to have to just stack and prepare and go through the flow and say, okay, by year three, you'll understand your seasons. All my international players, what's up? So that those first two years, and that's something that nobody taught me. I didn't expect it. I would, I would go crazy one month and the next month I wouldn't get a phone call. Two months later, I'm back doing crazy numbers. To have a business go from twenty, thirty thousand to zero is is crazy. You start looking at yourself, and it takes you about a year or two to realize that my niches have seasons. And I started understanding with my beta clients. Hey, what's up? I didn't hear from you. Got well, you know, people aren't buying as much, so we kind of cut back every year for about three months, and then we come back strong. Okay, I didn't know that. Now I know. Now I know how to prepare. Or I can, I can offer something within that down season to keep me afloat. That's how I got into photo booths. That's how I started renting out photo booths. Because I noticed that all of my corporate event clients also rented a photo booth. So I was, went out and bought one. Now I can upsell you a photo booth. Right? It was easy for me. I, I knew how to build one. It was easy for me to grab somebody from high school, whoever wanted a job, to sit there and make sure props don't disappear, make sure the printer don't jam, and I can keep an eye on them while I'm doing the event. But I also learned that when corporate events slow down, photo booths keep going. So it allowed me to just keep doing my thing during down seasons. Whatever you're, whatever niche you're in, you're going to have seasons. You need to prepare for that. And you won't be able to prepare for that just off me telling you. It's going to take experience. So when you go through a year of doing this, that's natural. It's not a bad thing, right? A lot of companies do that. A lot of companies don't make a lot of, they make a majority of their money from Black Friday to Christmas. They probably make 60, 70% of the money for the year during that time. So the rest of the year, they're making it, but ups and downs. That's why holidays are so important to businesses. Holidays give people a reason to go spend money. So businesses plan around holidays, right? What would, what would the uh, grill and charcoal and lighter fluid companies be without the 4th of July? 
Where would they be without Labor Day? Where would the candy companies be without Halloween? Where would the flower companies be without Mother's Day? Valentine's Day? Where would they be? Where would the tree industry be without Christmas? All of those companies that, that live and die off ornaments and little lights and all of that. Where would they be without holidays? Holidays are important to businesses. You need to understand how important holidays are to your business, to your niche, to your client, because there are opportunities there. And once I started to learn about my client and their niches, their target audience, who they were speaking to, I started to plan my sales and my year around that so that I made sure I was in a position to take advantage of that. I didn't wait for people to call me for Halloween parties. This is the time of year I'm calling clients to say, hey, you guys shooting another Halloween party this year? Because a lot of my corporate clients that did events also brought me in to cover, cover Halloween events, especially like Raising Canes and things like that. So those are companies that I'm reaching out to. I'm sending my email because I have a, them on my email list that says Halloween party as a reminder. And I'll do a five to seven part email list or email uh, set to remind them that we can cover their event this year because we covered it last year. Those are things that you're going to have to prepare for when you go into business. As far as um, things that you have to sacrifice, you're going to have to, hey man, you may not be able to get the, the, the nicest shoes. You may have to rock a Walmart shirt. You may have to go and kind of live under a rock for a minute. It'll pay off. Everything I lost, I got back double. And I gave up a lot. I sold a lot of gear. I sold a lot of stuff to keep the lights on to go another month trying to figure it out because I knew I was close. I knew I was close. I knew I was close. And it started off hot. I started off hot. I'm not going to lie. I was on Thumbtack. I was doing my thing. And as I tried to step away from Thumbtack, things didn't go as planned. Because I didn't fully understood. I didn't understand what Thumbtack was doing for me, the marketing they were doing. I didn't understand how they got in a position to bring in clients to my door. I just knew I know how to, once I got into the pool of other content creators, which I was used to because military, I was in a unit with nothing but other photographers and videographers. I was used to competing. Once I got their attention in a pool of others like me, I knew how to close the sale. I knew how to convert them, you know, into a client. What I didn't understand is marketing under offering value, things like that. Those are things that I had to learn in order to make sure I was able to bring in clients, sell to them, and then go through that sales process of closing them and everything. But the part that I didn't understand, which is the hardest part for most businesses, is marketing. Right? Marketing. Who, who am I marketing to? Why should I be marketing to them? How can I compete with Thumbtack? Because I felt like, well, hey, if I'm getting, if Thumbtack is bringing in 20 people, and that 20 people got to post a job to compete with everybody, if I can get above thumbtack or near thumbtack and bring in just 10 people for myself. I'm closing more sales. I'm closing more deals. So I wanted to separate myself from that. And I wanted to bring in a more higher end client. So, so those are things I started to do. And for those of you who don't have thumbtack or don't know what thumbtack is, thumbtack is an app is a website that allow people to search for content creators, photographers, videographers, there's bark, there's Upwork. There's a lot of other websites that are similar that may be in your area, but it's a website that I use to help me grow my business. Um, to when I started off, it helped me really 
it helped me make clients and make money, but it allowed me to ask clients who didn't choose me why they didn't choose me. So it allowed me to fail forward. So you can almost say a bunch of little bitty beta clients, people who were willing to speak and talk. And, you know, I was able to get information on why things work and why things didn't work. So real important, um, you know, marketing is, is, is just it's a lot. It's a lot. And and just that's really great. He says just started running at Google ads. One of the most important things, though, is making sure your website is designed to turn that viewer into a lead. That's extremely important because you could spend a billion dollars on marketing. And if your trap isn't right, people are just going to swim right by it. You can get a hundred fishing rods and throw them in the water with an empty hook and the fish will just swim through it and keep going. You can get one fishing rod that has the bait that they all want and you will snatch them and unhook them, put this one in a bucket, drop it in and snatch them all day. And a guy next to you will have 20 fishing rods and he'll, he'll think you're doing something special. He'll be like, they're biting over there. It must be the, the part of the dock that you're on. It must be. Nope. I understand what type of fish is in this lake. I understand what time they come up to this height. I understand what they want to eat when they hungry. What, you know what they're looking for. And I'm there with that bait and I'm snatching them up all day. Snatching them up all day. Target clothes are dope when you're grinding. So, you know, you have to, you're going to have to sacrifice. If you're not sacrificing something, if your life is uncomfortable because you're trying to get this business going, you're not doing enough. Let me put that out there. Let me make that clear. If your life isn't uncomfortable, if you aren't mad about waking up, if you ain't mad about the fact that you got to wear a Wilson shirt, if you ain't mad about something, you're not sacrificing enough. So take that anger, take that energy and apply it to making sure your business is better. I was competitive. I don't want to I don't want nobody to beat me. You're not going to beat me. You're not going to close more sales to me. You're not going to get bigger clients to me. I'm just that competitive. I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to be out here telling everybody I got a business and I'm out here looking dumb. I'm broke. I'm hungry. I'm borrowing. And and I'm not the type that's, I'm not a, the type that like to stunt and I ain't got it. That's not me. I don't like to play something on TV that I'm not. Either I am, either I'm not or I'm not. And if I'm not, I'm going to be real with you about it. Hey, this is, this is what's going on. This is what's not. But I'm not the type that want to be flashy and look like something. And you go check his bank account and he, the, all the money he had, he spent on the chain he wearing, thinking that he can sell it if times get tough. I don't play that. That's not me. Not at all. So you want to make sure that you are investing in yourself and you should be uncomfortable. If you're doing what you've been doing, don't expect change. If you're doing what you've been doing and your mind is just set on having a business, you ain't going to make it. You're not going to make it. I don't want to BS you. I don't want to. I'm not here to sugarcoat it. The world is soft enough for for you. Like you got it. You know what I'm saying? I'm here to tell you straight up. If you are, if you are uncomfortable trying to make your business work, you're not going to make it. So, um, Keep that in mind. You do not want to be comfortable. Comfort is the enemy of progress. You're absolutely right. 
if you are, let me, I've got another message. I hear you. I hear you. It's the same. It's not live 15 anymore. It's 15 live. I see your message. I, it's all good. Um, so make sure that, uh, make sure that you are mindful of that. If you, if you look up and you doing the same thing this month, you did last month, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Somebody got to tell you, somebody got to tell you, you're not going to make it. And not, oh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be, you just, no, listen, let me tell you, let me, let me, let me break it down for you. If you're doing the same thing this month as you did last month to grow your business, if you're still at the same comfort level, if you're still cool, I'm just going, you know, I'm going to work on it Wednesday or, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, I'm just going to knock this. You're not going to make it. Sell your gear. And go do something else. Because you're going to be sitting here with the same gear a year from now. Everybody going from 8K to 12K. And you're going to think that's the, that's the key to your problem. And it's not. It's you. You have to be uncomfortable to get to a point in life where you can be comfortable. I still push myself for greatness. I still push myself to take things to the next level. I still push myself. I still want more for myself. You should still want more from yourself. And you have to understand that the world is full of distractions. The world is full of distractions. How did that open up? Um, and with that, you need to notice what these distractions are. And I said it once and I'll say it again. You are designed. You are designed to just buy stuff. You've been bred to be a, a consumer. If you understand that and, and change your mindset, you'll look at the world differently. You look at the world differently. Um, Jess says, and y'all can go ahead and post questions right now as well. Um, let me say this. Let me make sure I get this out here. I'm sorry, but I got to tell y'all what it is. Um, there will be no live Thursday. I will not be in town Thursday. There will be no live Thursday. So I'll make sure I put that out there. But you guys can go ahead and ask questions. Jess says, any advice on cold calling businesses? As a form of outreach, never do it. Don't ever cold call a business. Let me tell you why, Jess. When was the last time somebody cold called you and you were interested in learning what they had to say? Never. Everybody, everybody, every cold call I get, I feel like it's somebody trying to sell me a warranty. Extended warranty for my car. I don't want them problems. Um, Cold calling don't work. It used to work. It don't work anymore. Just like random cold emails don't work. Walk into the office. There's a time of week I spend, or at least before I built up my, my customer base, there's a time of week I would spend uh, eight hours a week walking into offices, walking in, in uniform, walking in, putting something in people's hands. That is way more effective. And the return on investment is so much greater than cold call. So, Make sure your branding is right. Make sure your trap is right and walk in and hand them the hook with the bait on it. Definitely. Um, a bit off topic. If a client's asking for price via email, does your rule of who opens his mouth first loses or also works in what way? Okay. I'm never sending just a price in the email. I'm always, listen, let me, let me, let me, I'm going to give you something you can take. I'm going to give you something you can take, right? Um, whenever I talk to a client, I never give a quick price. 
because I don't, I need more information about, listen, we do, we create content for different companies in order to give a price. I need to fully understand what it is you need because we could be shooting a Blair Witch project or we can be shooting transformers. I don't know where we're shooting. I don't know how many locations. I don't know where we're shooting. So for me to give you a price, I need to have a consult. Like I need to talk to you. I need to have a consultation. We need to discuss what it is. And then I'm going to submit a proposal. Always submit a proposal with your price. Wrap your price in your value. Always, 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 always. Don't ever give a number and that's it. You will lose every single time. If somebody says, how much is a cheeseburger? And I say $20. You're like, oh, that's too much. I'm out of here. Yeah, but it's a triple layer cheeseburger with bacon, hand wrapped, blah, 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 with the best beef of, oh, that may be worth it. But if you just say $20, it's not worth it. It's nothing you can, it's hard to come back from that. It's hard to come back from that. If I state what the burger comes with, it's a baconator with blah, 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 and fries and a drink for only, you never see a commercial where they say the price, it didn't show the product. They always show the product, then show the price. They never say for $20, they never do that. There's a reason you need to be gassed up on value and then a price. If I give you a price and you don't understand, if I say vacuum cleaner, $300, you're like, I don't, why would I spend $300 for a vacuum cleaner? But if a Dyson commercial come on and talk about their revolutionary technology that does X, Y, and Z, and it's light and it's bagless and blah, 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 blah. New, we designed this in a wind tunnel of $300. You're like, oh, it's worth it. Never give price before value. Value before price all day and night. Um, also, real quick, we had a meet and greet coming up. All my gold members, go ahead and check, up, check out the uh, meetup area and uh, community. We got a meet and greet coming up. I want to put that out there. It's real big. It's happening in October. So it's going to be at a popular event. For those who already know, I'll see you there. But. <laughs> says life over. Um, Faith House says, how do you know what's beneficial equipment to purchase? What's not? I'm about to buy this slider setup. Have your clients asked for it? If your clients haven't asked for it, don't do it. If your clients has not, have not asked for it, don't do it. Don't. I used to be the type that bought stuff just in case. I want to offer this in case they need. And I got, I used to be that guy. Had a, I got I had so much equipment, so much equipment. I probably got easily $60,000 worth of equipment. Just, and I'm not even talking about cameras. No cameras, no lenses, just other stuff. I, the crane you saw, I still, that's my crane, 14 foot crane. I got it. I got a, I got a 14 foot crane. I got an eight foot crane, multiple gimbals. I got a lot of stuff. Don't buy it. Don't be like, I was selling all kinds of stuff. Don't be like me. Buy what the client asks for. That's, that's my model for buying gear. Now, if it doesn't do a job specifically, or it, it isn't something that we want to get into, Hey, we want to get into 360 videos. We need this. Yeah. But if a client isn't asking for it, don't buy it. So, um, you definitely want to think about that. Do you, that's something you want to keep in mind? Cause a lot of people buy stuff because they think it's a good deal. Good idea. Lenses are like that, right? A lot of people do headshots and then they go buy a macro lens for what they go buy lenses. They don't need, I got a 200 to three. Why were well, you shooting wildlife birds? Why? I just got it. Cause I want it. Okay. 
Business don't work like that. Split your emotion from the logical side. If you go into a McDonald's, they're not going to have a sofa, a couch in the back because it's comfortable. It don't make sense. You shouldn't be sitting down on a job anyway. There's probably no seats. When you look in the back of a McDonald's, you don't see one chair. They don't want you sitting down. It doesn't make sense. They want you standing making burgers because that makes sense for the business. Sometimes we buy stuff based on emotion and not what's best for the business. So you want to get out of that. Um, let me see. Another question popped up. You want to definitely wrap your price in value. I'm curious. Why not offer your course for free? If you make a lot of money doing content marketing, I'm just saying, uh, because I don't want to help people that want free. Let me be clear. I don't want to help nobody that want free. I don't want to have nothing to do with you. You, you are not the type of person that really want to go in business. And I don't want to waste my time answering 50,000 questions for people that don't want to invest in themselves. I'm not here to turn losers into winners. I'm here to help winners take it to the next level. As you grow, you're not going to want to work with people who want stuff for free. They're not going nowhere in life. And that's a throat punch, but a lot of people need to hear it. Anybody who wants something for free is not the person I want to work. I don't want to have nothing to do with you. I'm just being real with you because you don't want to invest in you. Why would I invest in you? For a person to ask somebody else to invest in them and they don't want to invest in them, you don't, you're not really trying to do it. I don't want to be around people like that. They won't help me grow. I don't want to help them grow. They, they, they are not, they are, they are pretenders who, who want something for nothing and they want to uh, hold the trophy up but do nothing to contribute to the team. And I'm not mad because I used to be like that. I used to be like, man, why won't these, these, why these, this mentor got, they making millions of dollars and they still want me to pay. I, I totally understand why now. I totally, because until I was able to invest in myself, until I was willing to do that, I didn't go nowhere. I didn't go nowhere. Then it made sense to me for, an, for somebody who is where I want to be, for them to stop what they're doing in their life to look back and give me advice, I had to make it worthwhile for that person. They don't have to. They don't have to. Don't nobody owe me nothing. I had to work for it. For me to get consultants, to stop what they're doing, to look at my website and be like, this is where you're having problems. You got to compensate them for that. They don't owe me nothing. So, you know, and, and listen, let me just be real. There are people who have been around me who have gotten this information all day and night, who chose to do nothing with it. And there are people who bought a course that's doing two, 300,000 a year right now. Absolutely. I learned that from, um, there was a book I read about a guy who was selling, he was teaching people how to flip houses and he would have these seminars and he would travel and these seminars, he would make millionaires all the time. And every seminar he had family show up or friends and they would sit in the seminar for free. Not one of them became a millionaire or even did anything with the information. Not one. They went back to work. Meanwhile, the people who are coming to the shows are learning. They're applying it. Their life is changing. And you got people that show up for free. That's just like, okay. Um, as you grow, as your business grow, as your life changes, you're not going to be around. You're not going to want to be around people who want something for free. They they're delusional as to how the world works and they feel entitled you don't want that. Those people will bring you down because they'll say things like, I was with you from day one. You ain't going to hook me up. Yo, you was around. You didn't do nothing. 
what am I pay for your lifestyle for? Like, what am I pay for you for? You, you start hearing stuff like that. So I don't, not at all. I don't, I have no, uh, I have no, uh, how, how can I, how can I put it? I'm not even the slightest of shy about that. Coming to Sweden, right? Yeah, I'm coming to Sweden one day. I'm definitely coming to Sweden. Um, yeah, never, never, never buy just in case money. Just in case uh, gear, it'll help you waste money. Buy things that help your niche. How do you balance the idea of not giving a price without value and not asking a client what's your budget? Hope this makes sense. I never ask a client what's your budget. Um, and, and this is, these are things, listen, I know a lot of people preach that budget, try to ask budget. What if you, this is the, this is the, the, this is the argument that I hate. What if you do it for 10,000 and you find out that their budget is 50,000, you left $40,000 on the table. No, you didn't. If your, if your stuff was worth 50,000, you'll be charging 50,000 for it. You just mad cause you couldn't rob them for more money. Because you ain't got no value. Because your stuff trash. You mad because you couldn't present a product that was worth fifty thousand. That's what you mad about. Because if your stuff was really worth what their max budget was, you would have got it. So stop trying to rob people and offer some real damn value. A lot of people don't. They want to know what your budget is and price accordingly. My price is different if I would have went to Apple compared to if I would have went to Joe Blow. Well, you should only be working with Apple or Joe Blow. You shouldn't be working with both. First off, second off, if you understand what you bring to the table, the price shouldn't fluctuate. No matter how big your ass is, toilet paper is the same price for everybody. No matter how big your butt is, it don't matter. You can you can have a huge butt, you can have nothing. You can have a back that goes straight into the legs. The price of toilet paper is the same. So why would it change? You got a whole lot more butt on you. This roll going to cost you. That's crazy. That's literally what you're doing. Let me see your butt. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to pay $5 for a roll. Or no, ma'am, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Your pockets go straight down. $2 for you. What? That don't make no sense. How about you price it accordingly? And give clients the ability to upsell into their budget. Then you get the maximum amount every time. In fact, you'll get people that came to you with a smaller budget that may go over it because there's things that they want. That's not within their budget. That's what's happened way more than me doing the having the reverse happen. I've had people outspend their budget than people underspend with me because they have the ability to look at it. It makes sense. Stack it and keep moving. When, when I hear people say they want to inflate the price based on the budget, to me, that's an integrity issue. I don't trust you. Because if I come to you one week and it's a different price than it is here, or I find out my boy getting a different price than I'm getting, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. So I, I just, I don't do that. I've learned that with working with my clients, if I can make it make sense to them, and make it make sense for them to want to spend more, they will do it. When you go to a dealership and you want to get a nice car, you're not getting the V8 and all this, the, the warm seats if you don't got the money. You may come in and say, Mom, my budget is, I'm really trying to stick to $400 a month. Yeah, but $450, you can get the, the supermodel with the leather seats and the. Okay. 
How many times have you went to a dealership and you spent less than what you came in there thinking you were going to spend? Rarely have you came in there and you're, and you like, my budget is this. And you like, my budget is 500 a month. And you left out spending 275. You probably left out spending 550 because you got everything you wanted and some, and it was worth a little bit more than what you wanted to spend. That's what happens in most cases. But a lot of people on, for some reason, it's amazing how I can see a content creator go through that every single day of their life. They go to McDonald's, they're upsold. They go to Apple, they're upsold. They go buy gas. And when you, when you swipe your card at the pump, it's like, do you want to get a car wash? And you're like, no. Everywhere you're being upsold. Do you want 87, 90, or 93? You got to make choices. It's amazing how content creators can go through that every day of their life and then get to their business and think something different works. Are you looking around you or are you so deep at being a consumer that you don't realize that you don't realize what works? It's working on you subconsciously. You can't even it's it, it's working on you everywhere. Why you think there's 10 different cable packages and you can add HBO, you can add Cinemax, you can add this. Everything works like that. Why would you go through some old school method of, you know, Used car salesman on commission. Hey, I can what you how much you want to spend? Oh, we got a car that's right in that price range. That does not work. It don't work. Sorry, not sorry. All right. Um, and I have to make sure I put that out there because a lot of people get that's a question we come it happens a lot. It's just a question we get, you know, often. And I want to make sure I explain why that's not the route to go. Not in twenty twenty one. It worked years ago. Absolutely. There's some people that are saying, I did it for years and I'm, how's business for you? How are you, how, how, how good are you at bringing in new clients? Because I know for sure there ain't too many times in my life where I'm happy to spend money at a, at a place that's asked me, how much money did you bring me today? How much you got in your pocket? Let's talk that. No, doesn't happen. Um, Flash doesn't pay or build. It's all about sacrifice. Absolutely. Let's see. Reason why I'm broke. All these courses overpromise and underdeliver. Frank, let me be real with you. If you've learned something here, you're going to learn 10 times more in the course. I ask people. There's people who are here to take it. They'll tell you. Um, any corporate photography niche besides headshots? Group shots are big. Group shots are bigger than you think. Group shots are big. Lifestyle shots for training. I did a lot of photography for training. Training photography is huge. These people are are spending top dollar trying to get stock photography for their training material. It's huge. Um, let's see. Would you recommend buying equipment for your personal YouTube productions? Slider for product shoots, cooking meals. Yes and no. Um, sliders are a little overrated. If, if, if the YouTube channel is profitable, yes. People don't take things seriously if stuff is free. You're absolutely right. I just don't, listen, when my mind, when I, when I change, you talking about an overnight, when I change from thinking that people are supposed to do something for me for free, because I ask nicely and I'm, you know, don't you want to see, don't you want to see a brother come up? Don't you want to see all that crap? When I got rid of all of that and I was like, let me put my money where my mouth is. Hey, what is it going to cost for me to learn about this? Hey, what is it going to cost for me? 
when I started investing in myself, people was like, oh, yeah, I can help you now. Two things happen. One, their time is valuable. If you're not going to make it in business, if you don't understand other people's time is valuable. I, I know what it costs me to go live. My time is valuable. I can be calling back clients right now. I can be closing deals right now. Right. If you don't understand that, that a person that's above you who can learn, who can teach you something, if you don't understand their time is valuable. You got to go back and read page one of the, or the how to go in business book. Two, people don't want to mess with you if you don't invest in yourself. I'm not touching you. I don't care. I don't. I, there's nothing I can help you. you if you don't want to invest in you, I ain't got nothing to say to you. I got to help people that's killing themselves and, and, and making investments to grow their business. I got to go help people that really want to do it. And it ain't even about being a customer or somebody that spent money with me. I know if I, that person spent whatever for the course, if I say do X, Y, and Z, when I come back next week, they've implemented it. The person that ain't spent a dollar, I can say do X, Y, Z, A, B, and C. Next week, they're going to come back like, I'm finna do it. I was about to, but I had to, you know, they just dropped a new Call of Duty and he, get out of here, fam. I, now I got to tell you it all over again. But guy over here who, who, who bought a $99 contract has implemented everything I said. And he's like, yo, I got this. I got that. I learned this. I'm, what else? Well, how else should I bet? You got that going? Let's get this. It's just, it's a night and day difference in people. And that really is a really black and white determining factor of whether or not I want to work with somebody or not. I don't want to work with somebody that's not investing in themselves. They think that growing their business and, and going to where they're going to go, going to happen for free. It's not. Let me tell you, you're not going to grow your business for free. You ain't got to spend it with me. I don't care who you spend it with, but LLCs cost money. Logo designs cost money. Shirts cost money. Gear costs money. It costs money, right? That's why you work every day, right? You got a job. Stop spending money on dumb stuff and invest it in yourself. Why are you buying stocks? Put that money into your stock. Why are you giving your money to somebody else to make it, to make it grow three cents over the next month? Put that money into yourself. Learn how to invest in yourself. And then learn how to recoup off that investment. Learn how to take that dollar and make two out of it. That's what business is. And sometimes that starts well before you sell to a client. Your homeboy ain't going to be able to do a logo because it's cheap and it's free. You're going to have to spend some money and get it done right. Your LLC, you're going to spend money, get it done right. Your bookkeeping, you got to spend money, get it done right. Can't keep driving the family Subaru. And you got light stands poking, you know, breaking windows and cutting leather. You may have to invest in a vehicle. You won't have to spend money, get it done right. And it's funny because a lot of people who have this mentality of don't want to spend nothing want customers to spend everything with them. You look like you haven't invested in your company. That's why you can't show value because you haven't spent enough money to look valuable to a client. Because everything you got is homeboy hookup. Bottom of the barrel. I just sweep this into a dustpan and now it's dessert. And you want to, you want to, you wondering why you're not getting $10,000 a shoot. Cause you don't look like $10,000 a shoot. You look like one fifty a shoot. If that, and I want to see every picture you take right after you take it, show me the back of this camera. Okay. Now I don't like that. Do it again from this angle. You look like that, that content creator because you haven't invested 
into yourself. Look at look at restaurants, right? Whatever restaurant you like, Italian, Mexican, American, when you walk in that store in that building, you either look around and say this food is probably going to be good or it's not. Depending on what they do. If it's an Italian restaurant, I want to see wine, you know, on the wall. I want to see pictures of like spaghetti. I want to see pictures of Italy. I want to see that. I want to smell the bread coming like those things that these companies do are for a reason. Olive Garden give give free bread, not so you can eat it, so it can keep the building smelling like fresh Italian. So if you walk in and you smell bread, you're like, I ain't going nowhere. I'll wait. I'll sit here and wait for a table. You smell like bread? You ever go to a Mexican restaurant and the fajitas come out sizzling? That's marketing. A sizzling fajita is marketing. It come through loud as I don't know what. You look in and you smell it, that's pure marketing. Has nothing to do with the meal. They could put it on a hot plastic plate and still get to you the same way. It is, it is done on a griddle for a reason. It's marketing. When you bring out a sizzling fajita and, you know, you got these dishes that are sizzling, that's all. It makes it feel authentic. That's all marketing. Those are things that that company invested in so that they can sell that dish for an extra $2 more. Meanwhile, the average guy is like, I don't want to... Man, I got my mother, my boy about to draw me a logo. I don't people that's like that that always got people that they I'm about to get this for free. My, my my man's over here about to hook me up with that. You know, they about to do this. I'm about to go down here and get I don't deal with that. You, you're not going nowhere. You don't trust nobody. You don't have to, you're not investing. You 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 just want to stunt and you wanna have other people do I, you're not you're not gonna make it. I've been around those all my life. I, I know a hundred of them. And you know where they at? Still wishing. Still wishing. Think I'm, think I'm weird and I'm crazy because I'm spending money on websites. And I'm trying to take this to the next level and I'm hiring that. They look at me like I'm crazy. But they're still in the same place they were. Finna do everything. Those are finna friends. All right, my bad. Um, is it okay to rent all your equipment until you can save up for a camera? Absolutely. Because you know what you can't rent? This. You can't rent a website. You can't rent the content. You can't rent the branding. Invest in the branding. Rent the equipment. You can always rent the equipment. You can always rent the equipment. Um, facts. Proposifies clutch. I love the simple HoneyBook CRM. To be trying to get all that for one price. I love I love HoneyBook, but it's something that Proposify gives me that I just I love knowing when clients look at my stuff. Video, it says plus you got to put in the work. The fact that you already make more more money has nothing to do with it. Um, what do you think about my name? My last name is Bland. Nervous about the answer. Um, no flavor imaging. Okay, listen. See, these are things, and I want to go back to, to what the guy was saying earlier. Okay, in this course right here, right, we talk about naming, and we talk about in what order you need to think of a name. These are things that you'll find. This is, I just want to kind of talk about, like, what do you, what's in the courses? Why in the, with the course, blah, blah, blah. Let me break this down to you, because this is a good opportunity. When it comes to naming, there's an order in which you should be thinking about a name. A lot of you guys think about the name first and you don't know who your target audience is. And let me tell you, you're going to hate me because I'm going to tell you to delete that name and start over. 
Why? Because in the course, I teach you to think about who you want to do business for. Research that person. Understand what they like, where they are, what they look for. Understand if it's even profitable. I'll give you tools and tell you in your area, you may want to look at X, Y, and Z. Then once you you pick that niche, now it's time to pick a name. Why, Ty? Because if my niche is dentistry and I am no flavor, and I got, let's say my target audience is a dentist and they got to choose between no flavor imagery, imagery, I'm sorry, and video smiles direct, who do you think they're going to pick? Just off that, if y'all came up side by side on Google, who do you think they're going to pick? It's a no-brainer, right? So just common, you and I just thinking like, okay, I'm probably going to go with smiles. How many, like how many more sales per month is that? How many more views per day is that? How much more, like what's the dollar amount per year for those extra clients that you got simply because you named your stuff, something that appeals to your client? We're talking about a big chunk of your life, a big chunk of money. We're talking about 30%. We're talking about 30, 40, $50,000. Simply because you picked your name at the right time, you understood who your audience was and then picked a name that appealed to them. Like Pizza Hut. You don't question what they do. You don't question what they do. It's right there. Your name should speak to your client that way. And if it doesn't, you're going to have to do a little more branding than the extra person. So those are things that that's on the course that I can spend an hour in detail setting up the 10 things you need to set up before we get to that, that you can't get from a live. Those are that that's the difference because there's things you need in place before we even get to a name that if we jump out and do a name and everybody who's taking the course on here going to tell you, I hate you, Ty. I had to go back and delete and redo everything. They buy new LLCs and they'll tell you, well, I had to go back and do a lot of stuff. That's why having everything structured and laid out is important compared to just getting bits and pieces and you f- filling it in. I don't have time to go through it all in one live. But that's why training is important because you don't know what you don't know. So to answer that question, I don't know who your audience is to know if no flavor imaging is a good name. I, it's hard to look at the, look at the name and I, and tell what you do. I don't know what you do based off looking at it. Remember, we want to be niche as possible. Um, Ty, I just wanted to thank you so much. It's so beneficial that you've made so much content around running a video business. There's a little legit info about this on there's, there's very there's so little legit info about this on YouTube. Thank you. And man, thanks for your support. I felt the same way. I felt the same way. I felt like I couldn't find no help on the, on the business side. Everybody just wanted to sell me gear and teach me how to work after effects. So um, comfort is deadly. 
Let me get caught up on some of these comments because I'm a little bit behind. Because I want to make sure that people fully understand, like, this is not a, this, 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 you stepping off the bench. This is the NBA you, you walking into. It's the NFL. For the most part, in my experience, if you pay for it, you work harder at it. It's not fully true both ways, but it's likely. If you pay for it, you usually work way harder at it. Apple already make money with iPhones, or aren't they giving away iMacs? Apple don't give away nothing. They're not even giving you the, the charging brick no more. Um, the courses are dope, but in the U.S., you have a vast market. I operate in a region with 400,000 population, small market. Will the courses be relevant in such a small market? Absolutely. Absolutely. The courses, yes, the market has nothing to do with it. The size of it has nothing to do with it. The courses to teach you how to. In fact, there's tools to look at who's around you so that you can understand who I should be targeting. Hey, this is what I like to do. Let me pick a niche and look at who I should be targeting. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't listen. You can't have sympathy or remorse in business. It's just business. It's not personal. It's not an emotional thing. It's a logical thing. Send my promote. I sent my proposal to a beta. They liked it, um, and when I assured them it was free, since I've struggled hearing back from them, they seem excited, but maybe they lost interest. Thoughts? Um, you, be the aggressor. Call them up, set a date. And then don't be afraid to take your offer off the table. Listen, y'all got to stop sending these open contracts, these forever contracts, right? When I say forever contracts, uh, when you send a proposal, it needs to have an expiration date. Hey, I need to hear. I'm trying to do this so I can get X, Y, and Z. I need to hear from you by this date. Because if I say I got $20 for you, but you got to come get it today, you're going to probably come get it today. If I say I got $20 from you, next time I see you, I get it. No, you got to come get it today. Stop sending these open-ended proposals. Make sure you put time limits on everything. Everything. Every proposal needs to have an expiration date, right? People like you when you're busy. They value you when you're busy. If you ain't got nothing to do and I'm sitting around and sure, you look eager to jump. I can jump on it Thursday or Friday or Saturday. You you don't look good. Good people are booked. There's women waiting eight months to get their haircut by a specialist that's booked out for eight months. Good people are busy. You need to be busy. Don't be afraid of turning somebody off because you're busy. If you're good, you're busy, period. Sometimes you may, that's an area you may have to fake it till you make it. You wasn't with me when I was shooting in the gym, Tan. You're absolutely right, Randy. That is absolutely right. So, um, you know, I, to be a CEO, to be a business owner, I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now, you're going to have to be a little bit of an asshole. Sorry, not sorry. If you ain't prepared for that, if you're too nice and maybe we can, and I'm sure there's a way, you're not going to make it. Your business is going under. Have a client that agreed on all, but it's given the runaround with the dates. I'm in the process of sending the contract, but need dates. He's busy. Business owner. I don't want to pressure him. Advice, pressure him because you busy. Let me tell you something else. Let me tell you this is about life. This is a life. This is a life lesson. You can, you can write it down and tell it to your kids. On Black History Month, you can tell them Ty told you this. There isn't a lot of things I know in life, but one thing I do know is adults do what the hell they want to do. 
I've seen people have a wife and six kids and three other girlfriends and still made time for all of them. I've seen people do do crack and show up for work every day in a clean shirt. Adults do what the hell they want to do. So that I'm busy stuff, it don't I don't phase me in relationships, it don't phase me in work. People do what they want to do. Period. Stop making excuses for him. He's not that interested. I would make one last attempt. Yo, this is what I got. Thursday at this. I give you three dates. You choose from it. Let's pick it and move forward. If not, hey, I got to go over here, fam. The minute you, you, listen, you got to, it's going to take a little confidence to do this. You can't be begging. This is what it is. If you're ready to work, let's work. If not, I got I got a door that's getting knocked on by 20,000 other people that's ready to come do this. Okay, thanks. Call me when you're ready. When, listen, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you the difference, right? Going to a, going to a Kia dealership, look at a car, leave. Hey, can I, what's your, hey, maybe we can, we can try to, I want to work and then we can, you know, just bring, I'm going to show you how to get your credit score. Going to a, a Lamborghini dealership and say, I ain't got the money. Okay. Hey, I'll be over here. Something changed. Let me know. They're not going to pester you about it. They know their value. They know their worth. You go to a Lamborghini dealership, they'll leave you alone. They'll tell you not to touch. You, you don't have the, you telling me you don't have the money. Okay. Hey, make sure you don't touch anything. You can look though. I'll be over here. You go to a Kia dealership, a Ford dealership. Hey man, you say your credit score is what? Maybe you got a co-signer? Call them up real quick. They're not doing that at places of value. Either you got it or you don't. I'm not going to keep calling you six times. Ford dealership will call you six, seven times. Hey, uh, we were just Bob over at such and such Ford. We we, we just we got a brand new uh, Mustang in here on the floor. You know, I want to know if you want to come in and take a look at it. Bring your ID and your check stubs and come look. Lamborghini dealership ain't doing that. Mercedes dealership ain't doing that. Lexus, they're not doing that. You know what it is. You ain't got it. You ain't, okay. You can look. Don't touch. I'll be at my desk. So... You got to kind of do that with clients. Um, there's nothing wrong. Frank say I'm leery about it's Listen, I've, it's nothing wrong, bro. I've been there and done it. I've been there and done it. I'm not mad at you. Everybody's leery about, uh, you know, making certain investments, especially if it's something that they can't hold. I guarantee you this though. It'll make you more than more money than any lens you can buy. Look at it like that. Um, I look forward to the throat punches because they help me grow. Any do's and don'ts for getting clients on Thumbtack? If you lose a client, it's the biggest thing you should take away from Thumbtack. Find out why. Ask them. Find out why. Ties and throat punching today. He's throat kicking. <laughs> uh, absolutely. There you go. I've learned that some people don't value anything that's free. Nobody values anything that's free. It's replaceable. It's it's replaceable. If it's free, well, I'm going to hold on to this one. I'm going to throw it in the trash and look at another one. That's just, that's just our mentality. I have a question. Do I grab a domain name that has a .com or is it okay to use a .co or a .io struggling with this decision? This is another thing that's covered... Um, that's covered in the course. These, these are, I just want to make sure I, I highlight things that we go over in the course. So people are like, well, where do you, I'm not pushing it. I'm just telling you like, 
These are the, the questions I get a lot of. A lot of them are on the course. And I, and I go into detail as to when you should even get a domain and why. I like .com because it comes natural. I really started to like .io. I don't know why, but .com is is just uh is just what's the most common. I would highly suggest that because if I say look me up on the internet at Flash Film, you're gonna put .com. You're not gonna put nothing else. So I would always suggest that. Um. Let's see. Ted Talks says, haven't seen it live in a minute. Podcast. He's been podcasting. That's what's up. Podcast is growing, man. I think we almost at like 50,000 streams. It's growing. Let's see. Let's see. Let me see other questions. Podcast is clutch on the go. Does it make sense to present price proposal in a form of a video? 2D FX explainer video and presentation. It it doesn't hurt, but it may not help. It may require too much of your time unless you have a pre-made something you can drag and drop. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't hurt. If it's a really big client, I'm going all out. I've had clients that were 40, 50,000. I'm going all out. Usually I like to show up in person because I like to answer questions. Right. I like to make sure I overcome objections in person. I like to assure or and reassure the client that we've done this before. This is what we do. Remember, we want to be less of a gamble and more of an investment with value and with behind the scenes footage and with a great demo reel. We're getting looked at it more as more of a sure thing, an investment and less of a gamble. A lot of you content creators want to be expensive, but you look like a gamble. You don't look like a sure thing. You look like a let's see how this come out. Let's see how this work compared to. Oh, I know what I'm getting here. Yeah, cut the check. You looking like a gamble. A lot of people look like a gamble. And really, it's because you don't have your stuff together. Think about it. You walk into a restaurant. It's, it's an Italian restaurant. The walls are bare. The walls are blank. You like, this look like a gamble. I hope they food good. You go into a restaurant and it's bread on the wall, wine. You smell bread. They're bringing food through, and it looks like an it looks like a piece of Italy. You like this? This is a sure thing. Even if the food is bad, this is a sure thing. Think about that. You are that restaurant. When people do business with you, and they're standing in your facility or on your website or talking to you on the phone or looking at your proposal, they're literally standing in your restaurant. Do you have a hole in the wall that's terrible? That the walls are peeling paint and there's nothing on the wall? Or did your establishment show what you're about? It showed the, the project from beginning to end. Like, like what are you putting forward? You got to ask yourself this question. Ty can't figure this out for you. Ty can't help you on this. Right? You got to look at your brand and says, did my brand display and portray what I'm about, what I do? Does it make, com- does it make clients feel comfortable to do business with me? That's what you got to figure out. I can't give you that. I can teach you how to build it, teach you how to look at it, teach you what's important. I can teach you how to think. I can't teach you what to think. Now, I don't want to teach you what to think. What worked for me may not work for you, but understanding why I did it will help you understand why you need to do it. 
So your business right now, because your homeboy didn't drew a picture of some spaghetti on the wall. You went the cheat route. Your homeboy didn't put the logo up. Your other homeboy didn't painted it all free labor and work. Your other homeboy didn't built your little counters from wood, from scraps out in the back that he got for free. But you want to sell a $10,000 steak. It don't happen like that, bro. You can't sell it. You, you want to sell a $50 steak in a place that look like this. But these steaks is good. I'm telling you, just give me the. No, it don't look like it don't work like that. You couldn't sell a. You couldn't give hand over a free steak. Oh, I can go into an establishment that looks like a steakhouse. They got leather and, you know, it looks like a cowboy style steakhouse. Nice tables and wood and it has a rustic feel. And I smell the smoke from the smoker and they got wood lined. That place make me want to spend fifty dollars for a steak. Think about that. I like to use restaurants as an analogy because we've all been there. You know a restaurant that look like it looked the part. You like, man, these are about to be the best tacos ever. You can even go up to a food truck that's well decorated. You know a place and you like, this is pretty bland. Like, this is it. Okay, brick walls and it's supposed to be the barbecue joint. All right. I'm not saying some of their food aren't good. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, you know, when you walk in the door, what you willing to pay, what's the max dollar you willing to pay for a plate? Just looking around. like, Okay. Your business gives that off too. some of y'all. Some of y'all companies is brick walls. And I ain't talking about the pretty orange bricks. I'm talking about cinder blocks. Y'all, some of y'all is looking like y'all business look like a basement. That's that that used to flood. It looked real bad. And y'all trying to get top dollar. Think about a hotel. Let's talk. Let's let's talk hotels. You know the difference between a four-star, a five-star, and a two-star. You know the difference between a motel and a hotel, a Holiday Inn and a Ritz-Carlton. You know the difference. You know the difference between a room and you like, yo, I'm not getting under these covers. And a room where you just dive on a bed and it's all good and you all bare feet in the shower. You know a room that's like, I ain't even taking my shoes off. We're going to sleep. We're going to get up. We're going to keep hitting the road. We're going to go. A lot of y'all companies is that motel on the side of the road with the free free HBO sticker that got the gold handle on the on the door that anybody can just come through. The blinds don't close all the way. The air conditioner stank. It's making noises. It got a spot on it. A lot of y'all businesses is that. But y'all want to charge Rich Carlton prices. Y'all want to charge all-inclusive resort prices. But you only wanted to invest enough to make a little motel. That's how y'all businesses look right now. And y'all won't, won't, won't. I demand, I demand, and haven't invested in it. I just want you to look at it. I want to make it make sense. Because the faster it makes sense, the faster you'll start to change things. Uh, if, I have a, if I have a contract to produce video and the client uh, reschedules a shooting day, but the delivery date doesn't change, how do you let them know that they might not get the same deliverables? Uh, that's a great question. Two things I usually do. If the shoot date changes, but the delivery date needs to stay the same, they're going to have to click a box to ask for expedited service. That box is going to be attached to a dollar amount. Them moving stuff around. One, I'm busy. I may not have them dates available, but them wanting to move stuff around is going to cost them. It's not going to cost me. Now, realistically, if I'm in a situation and I have the flexibility to do it, I like this client, been working with him for a minute. I may... Let it slide if I ain't got nothing to do, but I'm I'm not going to let it slide quietly. I'm going I'm to I'm let it slide loud. 
Like, if you on a date with me and the bill come, you ain't got to worry about what the check is. I'm going to say it. Dang, this mug, $60. Wow, $60. I'm going to pay it, but you're going to know about it. Anyway. Um, let's see. Some, I'm, I'm, I'm behind on the questions. Let me ask that, then we're going to wrap. If if I walked in to buy something and the clerk asked me, how much did you bring today? I'm walking out. Absolutely. For some reason, for some reason, people can people can agree with that and still don't agree that you shouldn't be asking budgets in 2021. Come on. Like, commit any commission sale like commission sales is dwindling, not because they don't work for the for the, the rep, because the attitude they bring is not it's not a good attitude. Let me see. Do you underpresent first, um, and late clients upset themselves, or show a larger package and let them? Okay, so I think I understand your question: is how do I present it, and then how do I offer it? Okay, what I do is I present bare minimum, and then I go in detail over what's, you know, what else can be added. Right. I present minimum. Hey, this is what it costs to get started. You guys want a teleprompter? You want makeup? Like I let them click on what they want. I don't I don't. And that's the thing. When you present structure based pricing, you don't got to sell them. You don't have to sell them. You could just present it and put it in front of them and let them sell themselves. Hey, what do you need? If I if I'm buying a work truck. Right. And I go to Ford and Ford say, here's the F-150. It's on me to say, you know what? I'm going to be hauling. I need a bigger bed. Click. You know what? We're going to be in the woods. I need four by four. Click. You know what? I I think that, you know, we're going to be pulling some heavy stuff. We need a bigger engine. Click. You sell yourself. Get out of the way. Hey, what is this uh, Stabila track right here? That's when I step in. Oh, what that does is it offers... It gives it to the ability to transfer power from one wheel to the other. If you, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be in the woods. I do need that. Click. Instead of you saying, hey, and then you're going to need, and then, you know, and maybe, and you may need a teleprompter because, you know, we, and we want to make sure that we, you ain't got to do all that. Hey, let's sit down and go over what you need so we can come up with your price. My sales pitch is different than the guy who is, who eyeballing it, who all, okay, that's going to be, uh, when we add our lat, uh, you say your budget is 3000. That's going to be 28, five. See, we kept it under your budget. That's not, no, no. Cause most people can spend more than their budget. They just giving you a bar. Most people, if you make it make sense, they'll outspend their budget. I've turned $500 clients into $10,000 clients. No bull, no BS. Simply because they didn't know what the price should be. But when we sat down and they look at prices, they were like, I need that. We got to have this. We got to have that. I can't live without that. Definitely add that. Oh, we're at 10.5. Cool. Let's do it. It makes sense. A lot of you guys aren't structuring your prices that way. You're eyeballing it. So instantly, you and your client, y'all got some integrity issues. They don't feel it. They feel like it's a negotiation. They feel like they got to fight. It's war to get what they want. And it's war for you to max their budget. Not for me. This is what we offer. Here's the price. What do you need? I can do anything you need. Check, click, click the checkbox next to it. and Let's go to work. That, that has been working in every industry you can think of 
from Apple to Ford to McDonald's. You go in there and you click a checkbox next to what you want. More pickles? Check. Another thing of sweet and sour? Check. Why don't you think that will work for your company? McDonald's don't ask you what's your budget. They never have. They never will. They've been around forever. The top companies in the world use this price, this structure-based pricing. The top companies. What do you mean it wouldn't work for you? Look at who's winning. I'm talking about generational wealth. I'm talking about the Apples, the McDonald's, the, the, the Fords, the Chrysler. Generational wealth companies are using this. Who, what, what, like who do you know that's asking for budget that's really doing it like that? I, I don't know a lot of people. Anyway, um, how do you find consistent clients? I'm in this full, I'm in this, wait, I'm full this month with three clients, but nothing lined up for next month. I love to go full time with videography. Nate. Okay. Great question, but I got to flip it on you because you don't find consistent clients. You're consistently where clients look with the right trap. Clients are looking for content every day. They're looking for content creators. You can't go find them. It's difficult to say, I wonder what this video person looked like. There's no category for me to determine. It ain't like selling baseball cleats, right? Where I can just search for people who like baseball. Video production is different. Photography is different. You have to be where they look. That's why I tell you to get a niche, understand that niche, and then go where that niche looks, right? Go where that niche looks. Let's pick something crazy. If I want to sell slides with fur on them, because girls like slides with fur on them, I'm going to look and see, well, who usually buy these things? It's usually girls between the age of 13 and 25 that like Cardi B. Bet. Now I can market to girls who are between 13 and 25 who listen to Cardi B. So I'm going to make sure that whenever they look for slides with fur on them, my shoe is there. Then I will have consistency. I will just fight for placement in that area. Ty, what's your go-to lens for corporate interviews? I like the 50, F1.4. Real, real uh, creamy background. Real sharp focus. Let me see. Um, No offense, but I don't want to be a winner. Like you sound like you have the wrong priorities. Hey, no problem. That's on you. I'm going back to eat. Everybody don't want to win, and that's cool. If you don't want to, if you want to be in business or you don't, choice is yours. I don't like calling somebody boss, not in front of my kids. That ain't, I ain't about that life. I like being a boss. I like setting that example. I like telling my kids that they can live doing what they love to do. I don't want to ask somebody, can I go have lunch with my kid? That's what's important. Those are my priorities. Um, that's what's important to me. But, you know, to each his own. Some Everybody's not built for this. Not saying that it's wrong, but some people are car people. Some people are Jeep people. Some people are truck people. I'm not here to convince you to be great. That's something you got to do within yourself. I'm just here to help you get there when you make that decision. Um, Let's see. Free usually comes with low quality from my experience. I don't even like free stuff. That's supposed to be valuable to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's the best way to reach prospects if you're unable to see them in person? Um... If you've had a relationship with them, email is the best way. If you've that's if you've established a relationship, if you've not established a relationship, I like to go face to face. 
What do you think of using Upwork websites to start freelancing video? I love it. I told a lot of people to get on Upwork, get on Fiverr. If you do video editing, if you're a colorist, if you create explainer videos, we live in 2021. You can make a whole lot of money from your computer, a whole lot of money from your computer, six figures from your computer. I know plenty of people who have had successful Fiverr careers, Fiverr, Fiverr, yes, where they've done 160, 180,000 a year waking up. Going to the computer, like how many jobs I got today? Cool. Let me knock it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. You you should be stock photography. If you are a content creator and you use your camera every day and you don't have, if you're not uploading to a stock photography or videography site, you are missing so much money. You'll mess around and, and, and upload enough content in your time where that's your 401k. You're missing a lot of money. You're missing twenty-five to five thousand dollars a month if you're not consistently uploading to stock photography sites. You've been a blue up doing that, looking this way, just uploading that. You turn around and you like, oh snap! There's my five thousand dollars a month. I need to quit my job and just focus on my business. There it is, right there. Invest in that. That's your four hundred one k. Your content is of value. Did a shoot for a financial firm. Um, for annual retreat, they wanted a ton of group shots and candid photos for next year's slideshow. Absolutely. Make sure you put them on your calendar three months before the time they hired you. So you can reach back out to them to see if they want to do it again. Keep it, make sure you are aware of that. So, um, let's see what's going on. Big red from the UK. A lot of comments. Frank, the choice is yours, bro. I can lead you to water. I can't make you drink it. I'm, I'm not here to convince you to be great. I'm I, I'm not here to convince. That's on you, bro. I'm just here to give you the information so that you can do what you got to do. Throw punches and call outs have been valuable uh, to me getting off my butt and being, you know, about what I say. And not about what I want. It's a lot of fitting people, but you got you, you, Brandy, I feel you like you have to do it. It's a lot of people that can just talk. talk. I hear so much talking and it ain't even funny. Like I can't even my tolerance for people that just want to talk about it is so low. It's not even like I just can't. It's just ugh, it's like a just. All right, bro. This is the second time you said you're going to do that. And in two weeks, bro, and you haven't even started. Like, don't talk to me about it. I'm I'm that way. I'm that guy. Seriously, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I pay a model for my portfolio. Now the agency calls me when they need location events and shoots. That is a great way to do it. I tell people all the time who want to get into wedding photography, go pay models to build that portfolio. Hey, sister, the sister uh, Crystal Show, I'm here to make sure you grow. Hopefully I've given you something that you can implement that'll help you get to the point where you can buy anything you want. That's the goal. Um, any tips? Wait, let me get this question first. Any tips on business clients? My city is pretty small. I know it should not matter. The size of your city doesn't matter. It depends on your niche and looking at what that city needs. Every business needs content. So small city, big city, a city with 400,000 people, Got a lot of businesses. They all need some type of video or photo. They're not skipping the wave of social media. Like social media still exists where they are. So they still need content. 
It's up to you to find out what type of content they need, get good at creating it and build a brand around it. Everybody needs it. Everybody. That's what's great about what we do. If you were say, hey, I'm teaching golfing lessons. Well, I don't know if everybody needs golf lessons. You may not be in an area where golf is popular, but you're in an area where content is popular. It's popular everywhere. Um, I'm a photo assistant to a 60 year old photography. He has $3,000 to go buy an RF 28 to 70 F2. There's no website logo brand. He thinks his pictures bring customers. How do I show him the way you may not be able to, you show him the way by doing it yourself. So, um, <laughs> this whole stream for like, I throw punch in this. I'm a little bit behind, so give me a second. Um, Ty, do you think it's worth investing money and in looking expensive? Wrap vans, uniforms, even if you just started or have a few clients? <clears throat> Hell yeah. Yes. If you open a restaurant, do you, is it valuable for you to make it look the part even though you got two dishes? Yeah. If, if you open a Mexican restaurant, you better spend money on, I want to see sombreros hanging. I want to see Mexican flags. I want to see the culture. I don't care if you got two tacos. Coca-Cola had one product. They still invested in logos, branding. They had trucks. They had uniforms. They had Coca-Cola stands. They had one product. McDonald's had one product. Absolutely. You need to invest in that first. Good looking out on the Super Chat, Dwayne. Appreciate you. Should I choose a domain name that ends in... I think dot com or dot. Okay, so dot com as much as possible. People just recognize. I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but people recognize the importance of a dot com. I got your message, Instagram. I got you. There you go. It's it's fifteen live. It's all good. Um, been walking into home healthcare company offices all day. No luck yet. I left business cards and received some. Okay, let me make sure. I'm. Let, let me tell you. Are you looking for a beta client or are you looking for a client? Because if you're looking for a beta client, change your sales pitch. Don't sell. Ask them for help. Help me develop something that can help you. Don't want to charge you nothing. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to. I know you got a lot of people selling you stuff, but I'm asking you for help. Uh, you know, doctor, I am a content creator. I'm trying to create something for doctors that work. I'm not trying to charge you for nothing. You got a dope facility. Y'all doing great things. I need your help, though. You See how different that is? Then, hey, uh, what we want to do for you is shoot video, and I'm not selling you nothing. You got to realize that business owners get bombarded with sales reps, with sales stuff 24-7. I'm so sick and tired of emails about how we offer voiceover talent and how we can help you get on the first page all day, every day. My business phone, my business email, my business mail is bombarded with sales. You have to take a different approach. And sometimes your body language says sales. Where you need to switch that to say, hey, I need your help. I'm just looking for somebody that can help me out, man. This is what I'm, I'm I'm just trying to create content that can help doctor's offices bring in more clients. That's it. Let me just help me do that for you. You ain't got to pay me nothing. I just want to go through my process as if you were a real client. You ain't got to pay me nothing. Just help me figure this out and, and just give me the feedback so I can tweak it and we make sure it works for you. I'm going to sell it to somebody else. I'm not trying to sell it to you. 
that feels different than going up and saying, Hey, uh, I'm a content creator and I shoot videos and I want to shoot a video for your company and we're going to do it for you for free. That just feels salesy. A lot of times people come off as, as salesy and they don't, they don't know it. So keep, keep, uh, keep that in mind. Free is an amateur perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you don't want to name your business after yourself. I don't know where that popped up, but you don't want to name your business after yourself. Listen, pause, pause, because we get a lot of comments from people who, who want the attention of help, but they don't really want help. They just like the attention. You're going to listen. You're going to let me throw punch you. Let me get ready to throw punch you real quick. All right. I have to bust out the brass knuckles for this. You're going to run across people in your life that just like being the victim. Right. They like being the oh, man, I'm so hurt. You ever date somebody that's just been so hurt? I've been so hurt. Everybody do me so wrong. And I just and nobody wants to. And they want you to come in and overly help. I don't like them people. I stay away from them people. Right. Because they're always the victim. You you never going to win the first time. Who who really thinks everything you do going to be a W? You ain't lived enough. If you think you're going to get up off the couch and instantly win, if the first course you buy is going to be the greatest course ever, no, it don't work like that. You don't, you're not going to be in business. If you think everything is going to be a W it's going to be a lot of L's and a few W's until you start getting more W's than L's. You got to date a lot of people before you find your partner in life. You're going to get your heart ripped out before you find your partner in life. Who thinks it's going to happen with the first person? The second person who you gonna you going to fall on that bike a, plenty of times before you learn how to ride that bike. You're going to fail a lot. I don't deal with people who think in the fantasy world that failure is not going to happen. Them people like being victims. They like the attention they get from being a victim because they know they don't have the balls to win to get the attention they they really want. So victim attention is good enough. Victim attention works because they're not going to put in the time, the effort, the dedication to challenge themselves to be successful because they don't, they can't take failure. You will not be successful if you can't fail. You know, I got done so wrong. They just do me so wrong. What, what did you do in that situation? What did you learn from it? You know, I'm just, I don't know. What are you going to do to move forward? I'm, I'm done talking about why it didn't work unless you're going to pull a lesson out of it. I'm done talking about it. Those are the people that are going to bring you down. They, they want victim attention. And I'm not, listen, there are situations where victims deserve attention, but I don't throw pity parties because you didn't do what you needed to do to be successful because you bought something or invested in something or tried something that didn't work. So what? We all did that. That's life. I don't trust your intelligence if you think that everything you you put your effort into is going to be a success. If you hurt over failure, you don't belong here. You're not going to make it. You're not going to get off the off the bench and be Jordan. Jordan didn't even do that. He was cut. Greatness comes from failure. Failure, not success. It comes from failure. 
If you're not willing to fail, if you can't recover from failing, if you can't learn from failure, you won't make it. I'm here because of failure. I'm here because I'm ducking repo trucks and maxing out credit cards and owing people money I can't pay back. I'm here because that's what pushed me to read books. Because I sat there and said, who give a damn about who getting killed on power when I got a business that ain't bringing in money? Let me go read this book. Failure pushed me to do things like that. If I would have had success, I probably would have never got here. It was not getting clients on Thumbtack that made me understand what I was doing wrong. I don't, I don't, it's a, it's a ugh feeling when I'm around people who harping on their failures and ain't learning from them or trying to be great from them. You're not going to get off the bench and be Jordan. The first time on the court, you ain't going to make every shot. You're going to fail. Don't cry about it. Wipe them tears. Stand up, big girl. Stand up. And let's figure out how to get out of this situation. Ain't no hoping. Ain't no dreaming. Ain't no wishing. That's not going to help us get it out. Get out of here. Let's look at what we got and strategize to get out of this situation. Crying about it won't help it. Moaning and crying won't help you have success. Wiping your tears, standing up and looking at, okay, this is what we did wrong. Let's think of something else different we need to do. That's what's going to help you be successful. I don't deal with a lot of people that just cry over spilled milk all day. They like that attention. If they didn't, they would have quietly cleaned the milk up and poured another glass. So you got to be careful because there are people that show up and they just want that. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I didn't try it. I just, everybody gather around and just give me this attention because I didn't try it. And I didn't, and I, you know, I'd be in the corner failing 20 times. Like, what am I doing wrong? Okay. Let me, I don't need attention for that. Give me attention when I hold up that trophy, but I'm a fail over here. And I'm a figure if I do get a, a, a audience, it's to bounce questions. Hey, man, what you think? Have you tried? Hey, have you? That's the audience. That's the group I want to be around. Not people like, oh, you know, and they just did me so wrong. And everybody just, and I am and I didn't did that. And it ain't, nope. Get away from that crowd. That those people are cancers to, who, to your life. Get a knife and cut them out like a, like a bullet in the 80s movie. Dig, dig in the womb for the bullet and pop it out. And pack the wound up, cover it up, just like Rambo, and keep going. You got to be careful for them. Them people are cancers. They're cancers. They will bring down your whole operation, your whole dream. They'll tell you that your dreams, I don't even know how you, because I tried to do what you're doing, and it wasn't, wasn't nobody buying in this area. They, I'm going to have to, they, these people, the market was, don't listen. It was too saturated. And, you know, them people was really nobody really wanted it. Don't listen to them people. They didn't invest enough in themselves. They wanted to give it to them and they like the attention that they get for having pity parties. They like victim attention. There are people who love victim attention. They love it. I tried all of that. And I was just, you know, and they said it was the weather was. And everybody gathered around like, oh, you know, you did. You gave it your best. Here's a participation trophy. You did every I did everything I can do. And I'm back here. There are people who love that. Not me. Because I'm going to do what I want to do. 
I'm going to find a way to do it. Because you know what? When I look at people who are successful, the Bill Gates and all of them, they got 10 toes and 10 fingers like I did. A lot of them billionaires and millionaires didn't come from the money you think they did. That's still not an excuse. Nothing will stop me from being successful. Nothing or nobody will stop me from being successful. As long as my heart beat, I'm going after it. Period. I don't care about what color I am. I don't care about what country I'm in. I don't care about how much money I started with. I don't care about how much education I currently have. Nothing will stop me from getting where I need to go. Nothing or nobody or no situation will stop me. Unless my heart not beating, I'm going after it. Period. And I didn't chase this dream with kids on my hip. I didn't edit videos with a baby on my stomach. I didn't went and went to the army with and having a kid. I didn't did it all. And we talking about a guy who had custody of his kids. I ain't talking about a, just just a weekend warrior. I raised a daughter doing chasing my dreams. Never missed a recital, never missed an event. So I don't live in a pity world. It don't work like this ain't the place for that. This is where the strong survive. That's why some people are not cut out to be a boss. They cut out to show up and just go to work. That's why you'll never have a problem hiring people. Because a lot of people ain't cut out for this. This the big leagues. It's real over here. And you need to, unless you understand that, unless you, you can't tiptoe in here. You got to knock stuff over. You got to break stuff over here. You can't tiptoe it. My bad on missing a lot of questions. Um, but you got to you gotta throw bowls in this industry. In any business, it's not a it's not a playground. It's not a nice place. It's a it's a it's a that Mamba mentality that Kobe talked about is real. You got to be a little bit of an asshole to be great at this, because people will take advantage of you. Business is about negotiation, and it's about getting as much as you can for as little as you can. Um, at what point in business should we start to hire a crew? outsourcing work how should we retain clients who get used to our solo video prices um you should take you gotta okay one your prices should change yearly um you should start outsourcing and hiring crew almost immediately for you to hire somebody for one job don't cost you twenty thirty thousand dollars uh so you you definitely want to start that immediately i gotta keep punching people in the throat i got to um, it's hard to make music videos with no budgets. I don't shoot music videos because there is not a budget unless a company come to me. I'll shoot a music video. Let me see what else. Does it make sense to invest in wrapping a van in uniform when you holly up? I think I answered that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Immediately. When you eyeball your price, you corner yourself into being overworked. And a lot of times time is wasted. Structure pricing is a better way. And asking for a budget. See Apple's website. Absolutely. When you listen, you're not hurting nobody but you. Being cheap don't hurt the client. It just hurts you. You just hurting yourself. You are. That's why I say you are your own worst enemy. Being cheap, you just hurting yourself. Who, who the client ain't hurting? They got that money to spend. They're just trying not to spend it with you because the value ain't there. Period. For clickable upsells, I use uh, Proposify. <laughs> the Flash from Academy Anthem. Um, 
I did a recent job with a uh without a contract and the client went <laughs> went ghost after I provided the video. How should I proceed with attempting to get paid? Okay. <sighs> okay. Let me let me, I'm gonna answer this question, but let me first say I hate it when people answer questions and the answer is what I should have did. So I'm gonna give you what you should have did, and I'm gonna give you what you should do. What you should have did, two things, obviously, is had a contract. Don't ever do business with nobody, not even your mama without a contract. You you only gonna hurt yourself. When you cut these corners, you only hurting yourself. You're not hurting the client. So cut corners if you want to. When your business ain't around, know that you're not around because you cut corners. Not because clients ain't want to rock with you or whatever. You stabbed yourself. Um, I don't even, when I deliver a video, if there's a remaining invoice that's remaining, there's a watermark across the middle of the freaking video that says invoice pending. I do that on purpose, right? Because you know why? Because big clients is like, look, let me pay this now because I don't want to send this to my boss for revisions with this. Let me pay what's old now. I take it off. They pay me, they send it. If they make revisions or go back to a point where they start owing me money again because they want to do this, that, and the other, it goes back on. That's one thing I always do with every client. Unless I have a client that I've worked with a lot and I know them, excuse me, and I know them, then I may let it slide, but I don't do that. What you should do moving forward is you may have to contact a lawyer or is it, a, it depends if it's a small company or a mom and pop shop. Is it one person you chasing for money or is it a, a group of people? It's different. Group of people is usually easy to get in contact with somebody and get paid. If it's one person, it's deliberate. They know what they're doing and they're probably not going to pay you. They're probably not going to pay you. You have to determine what, how much time you want to dedicate to chasing $20. So think about that. A new module. It's a thin line between nice and customers um, and not letting them walk all over you. The benefit of you having your own business is it you, it's your stuff. They, you're not going to punk me on my company. It's your, see, you used to work it for somebody, right? When you work for somebody, the boss going to tell you, be nice to the clients. The client's always right until they get to the supervisor and the supervisor like, man, we can't do that. It's your business. I'm not saying, how can I say this in a way that's rated? This is this is why we have after hours for gold members, because I can really say what I want. And my gold members know what's up. So for the sake of YouTube, um, how can I word this where it's nice? This is my brand, right? This is my company. I run this. I run this. It is a privilege to work with a company like of mine, right? You can't walk in a Lexus dealership and do what you want. They'll put you out, right? When you work for somebody, you're used to letting all that slide because you're told to. You're told to be nice. and You're told to do this. You're told to do that. And you have to take the beating so that upper management don't. You're a frontline soldier when you work for somebody. Frontline soldiers are pongs. You ever play chess? They're pongs. They go quick. You, you're designed to take the impact. Then upper management will come in and do what they want to do. Well, in my company, I run the show. I let it be known. I, I rule with an iron fist here at Flashville Media, and I'm nice about it. I'm, I'm not a butt all the time. I don't, 
I don't look forward to doing it. But there comes a time where Tyrone got to show up. And Ty, Ty is my frontline guy. Tyrone is management. Tyrone look at dollars and cents, right? When Tyrone show up, we, we got a little bit of a problem because he's not here to spread icing on your cupcake. He's here to get to what the problem is because you're wasting Tyrone's time, which is wasting Tyrone's money. Tyrone don't like that. Tyrone ain't as nice as Ty. Tyrone from the streets. So there come there come a time where you got to say, hey, this is this is what it is. And I've had clients where I was like, listen, one of two things are going to happen. We're going to either move forward or we're going to cancel it. Your retainer is gone. If, if, if you that mad about it or whatever, blah, 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 is worth losing that retainer. But see, to do that, that's why courses are important. You need to have a contract in place because those contracts and that contract pack is designed to protect you. Not the client. It's designed to protect you so that if this situation happens, you can say peace. If you get to a a situation and you had a wedding and they start shooting and guns go off because they celebrating. Yeah, yo, I don't feel safe. I'm walking out that door and you can't sue me about it. If you don't have a contract, all you can do is duck and pray. Cause I need to get paid. I need this money and I need to, Oh man, they shooting. Let me get on the ground on all my, my gear and safety is you don't have the contract to, to back up what's best for your company. That's why I don't do business without a contract. That's why I make sure the foundation is set so I can do what I need to do and do what's best for my brand. Sometimes it's leaving with half of the money. Because you've created an environment that's not safe for me, knowingly. So that's why you got to protect yourself at any level. I don't care if it's your first client, your last client. That's why it's important to protect yourself. Because once you get them people involved, once you get them laws involved, whoever got the paperwork, win. All that other stuff is out the window. It's, It's all about the pen. It ain't about nothing else. It ain't about he said, she said, um, as you can see in the signature here states that X, Y, and Z. Oh, sir, you signed this your signature. Okay. The money is yours. Peace. But what are we here for? The judge like, what do y'all got me here for? You signed it. Would you are you trying to fight something? You signed. You agreed to this. Get out of here, guy. You wasting my time. Give him double. The pen is mightier than the sword. Contracts. Um, I have a subscription doctor client who can't pay much. Now he promises more later. How do I approach this? Okay. That is an oxymoron. A doctor that can't pay much doesn't exist. He don't want to pay you much. You haven't offered enough value. Don't do business with him. He can't, a doctor that can't pay much. Let that sit in for a minute. Let that, just think about that. You got a doctor who told you he don't got enough money for you. He don't got enough money for I want you, but I don't want to pay for you. He wants something for free. There's 20 other doctors that can pay much. That don't even make sense. All right. Let's see. Um, 
He said, I guess the only tough thing with that is negative reviews. Every time you get a review, you can write a rebuttal. Right? Every time you get a review, you can write a rebuttal. And, a, and I'm going to be honest with you. Negative reviews with good rebuttals do more for your brand than just good reviews. You'd be surprised. I've had clients literally tell me. Literally tell me. Especially on Thumbtack. Is they work with me because of the way I handled a negative review. Literally say that. And, and they'll say something like, well, after understanding the situation, I don't blame you. <laughs> That's what I get a lot of. So negative view, reviews aren't bad. It's an, it, those are opportunities. Those are opportunities. If no one sees value in free work, should I charge my beta clients? No. The value isn't in free work. You just have a, you haven't provided something valuable enough to pull them away from what's making them money to take advantage of. Throw punch in that situation. The problem is here, right? You got to look at it like that. You haven't provided enough value for somebody to stop doing what they're doing to give you undivided attention. And I want, and I want you to look at it that way because in the future, when you're working with clients and you're backpedaling on price and people still ain't biting, you're going to think that it's saturated. These people don't want it. The issue is that you haven't provided enough value to make. And listen, I'm, this is going to hurt. Listen, listen to me. This is going to hurt. Let me put my junk on the screen because we got to get ready to wrap. And I want to make sure, you know, I'm only going this ham because it ain't going to no Thursday live. But if you can't sell somebody on something for free, you may not be ready for business. I know it hurt. Swallow some water. Stand back up. Wipe yourself off. If you're having a, and this is a, this is a, a mirror moment. Go look in that mirror. And I just, I want to be real with all y'all. If you're having a problem to get somebody to convince somebody to do business with you for free. There's a lot of things you need to work on. Don't think you about to step out and because you put a price tag on it. The value is going to be there. It's going to be harder. You need to nail that first. You can't get in front of people for free. You can't get called back for free. You can't get interest for free. You got a lot to work on. Pitch, delivery, body language, tone. Those are some areas. Let me say it again. Pitch, delivery, body language, tone. The literature you're leaving, your website. How you start conversations. What I tell you is the most important tool in your tool bag. Your personality, your brain. These are things people skip over investing in to go buy, to go spend money with Canon. To go spend money and not with Nikon, thinking they're going to help fix your personality. Thinking if I stand there with this new 70 to 200, people going to stop and walk up to me and hand me money. That's the logic behind a lot of people. If I can take my quality from 1080p to 4K, it's really going to help me get my foot in the door. And no, maybe you should buy a book on how to start a conversation. Maybe you should buy a book on how to convince people to, to, to sell or to buy what you're selling. Maybe you should buy a book on understanding the psychology behind sales or your target audience or personality types. So you can identify a personality type and understand what I need to do to feed that personality type so that I can sell you something. 
Maybe that's where you need to put your money. Maybe another zoom lens or, or getting the lens to go from F2.8 or F4 to F2.8. Maybe that won't help you as much as you think it will. But this will. Those are areas that, that I, I push so much on this channel because it's so important that you guys realize what really takes your business to the next level. It's not about a cinematic shot. Clients have never asked for a more cinematic shot. They've never asked for it. Can we just be real here? I've never had a client say, you know what? A more cinematic shot would help me do what I need to do. You know, a LUT would really, you know, if it was teal and orange, I feel like clients would listen to this video more. I've never had that happen a day in my life. It's just that you're getting filmmakers that's, that's making movies try to sell you their stuff. We're content creators. We work with businesses. Filmmaking is different. They're not making a lot of money like that. Few of them are. But collectively, they're just artists that don't want to get into understanding business. They just want to create for the love of whatever. They, they're not. We're businessmen. We just happen to solve our clients' problems. We provide cinematic solutions. We're, we're businessmen and women that help our clients with content. That's what we do. Being cute and creative is nice. You may get a little bit of it here and there, but we, we're problem solvers. Period. Filmmakers are creatives. They want to be weird and different and create. I got no problem with that. I'm, sometimes I go there. Not knocking it. But I'm a problem solver for businesses. I just, my prescription that I write is in the form of content. That's it. That's how you need to look at your business. Respect me as a business person before you respect me as a photographer or a videographer. Just like you know, you respect Bill Gates as a business person before you respect him as a coder or a programmer. You respect Warren Buffett as a business per- person before you respect him as a stock or a day trader or whatever he may be. Focus on the business. Get your respect there. Everything else will follow. A few more questions and I'm wrapping. Um, a lot of throw punches today. I'm sorry if your neck hurting. I'm going to maybe you have some, uh, you know, neck brace merch or something. Let's see. A, a doctor don't want to pay a lot until they see a ROI. That's because you feel more like a gamble and less like an investment. It goes back to value. You feel more like they don't. Right. Absolutely. It's a gamble. They're not going to keep throwing money on the crap table until they win it. That, that goes back to feeling more like a gamble and less like a a return on investment. That's still a, that's still a problem. That's here. We got to do more to make sure we are more of an investment and less of a gamble that comes with building a brand. Just like when you walk into a restaurant, it's not enough stuff on the wall for, for me to feel like this is going to be some good Italian food. I feel like I may be gambling. I see one picture, but it's old and they did get one five star review on Yelp, but I don't know. I may play it safe and just get some chips and queso. We're going to see how it, if the chips and queso good, then maybe that's literally what that doctor's doing with you. You know, you're looking at people that's getting food in front of you, seeing what they leave. What you got? Okay, that's you got to. Okay, I look decent. You're looking at people's faces that's eating. Is there, are they enjoying it? What did they order? Let me see what they order before I order what I order. Hey, man, how's, how's that a fajita? It's good? Okay. You said it straight. Okay, let me. That's literally what that what that doctor's doing with you. That's an analogy that you can use. Um, 
Let's see. I had a more experienced guy tell me that the most important is getting the shots you want to be a cinematographer and make sure every shot is cinematic. Get those shots uh, you need and throw in dope shots. If I'm shooting a movie, absolutely. Or I can just ask the client what's important to them. I can understand what the, what the client target audience is. And then I determine what those shots are. Period. I don't... Making it look pretty... Works for who? Making, making it look pretty works for who? Movies? Yeah. Because if your movie don't look good, it looks cheap. People don't want to see it, yada, yada, yada. Every camera produces cinematic 4K footage these days. So, how hard is that? Um, I know you have, see, I have three niches now. I started with just one. Corporate event photography was my one niche. When I started doing everything, then I paid for a consultant. Three different consultants tell me, what in the hell do you do? I can't tell from your website. And why do you do so many things? I'm confused when I come to your website. I'm confused. I don't know what you do. And I started changing it. Um, how do you look less like a gamble to a beta? You're looking to work with for free branding with uniforms and websites. Absolutely. People listen. Remember when I said people will invest in you if they see that you're investing in yourself. If I approach you and I got uniforms and I got the website, I looked the part and I need your help. You're more willing to help somebody. Why do you think when when they tell the kids to go out and get money for your football team, wear your jersey? On the corner when you're asking for money, wear your jersey. They put them all out there in their jerseys. Hey, we're trying to raise money for yada, yada, yada. I trust you. When you see guys with the with the fireman boot, they're trying to raise money. Wear your fireman hat. Wear something. Let people know you're out here. You're doing something. Show show something. Right? So, um, you know, very important. Very important. Mike, I see the last part. I'm looking for the first question. Oh, there you go. You say multiple niches. You want to have one niche. If listen, let me let me break that down real quick before I, before I get out of here. The purpose of having a niche is so you can have higher close rates, so that you can spend all your money marketing and be directed towards one client. When you start making money there, you can do what you want. But the goal is to make you more consistent with closing sales. To do that, we need to focus in one area instead of focusing on everywhere and we hoping something come in. The goal is to make you more intentional, direct, to help you build something that targets a specific client so that wherever they look, you're there. You look the part. You look like you're experienced. You look valuable and expensive so that you can close more sales, close more sales. It's all about it ain't about the dollar amount. At first, it's about your ability to close more sales, close more sales, just get in the habit of closing more. Then we can find ways to add more value. You may get in the habit of closing more. You may make more money. And now you can go and buy things and invest in things that are upsells to add more value. I did that with teleprompters. I did that with the van and sliders and study cams and all of that. I focused on just one thing. Corporate event photography. I built all my gear around that. I did just that. Then I invested in a photo booth so I can upsell it. Then I invested in having a second team doing headshots so I can upsell it. 
Then I invested in, I went from, you know, a Canon to a Sony because the Sony's let you send pictures to your phone so that I can send them to clients almost immediately during the event. That's an upsell. I made those investments so that I can have upsells. That's the order in which that worked. Those are, th- that, that, that's, that's why courses are, are important because it teach you the steps in order so that you'll understand that. Um, all right, guys, with that being said, I'm going to wrap. It's been a good two hours. There's no Thursday live this week. I'll be out of town. Um, but we're going to definitely jump on it next week and, and probably do after hours next week for all my gold members, all my gold members. There you go. Join the community. It's the community part is free. There you go. For people who want free, two easy payments of free 99. Go to community dot flash film let's have these conversations all of these questions are great we need to get them in the community that way i can go through the week and i can answer these questions and we can because there's a lot of people that have great advice who may be at levels that you are not that can help you guys with these questions if you go to community dot flash film academy it's free there you go it's free to join free to sign there you go i'm going to ags that you post in the comments what you learned today. Something. I need to know what you learned today so that I can continue to bring you this heat, so I can continue to bring you, you know, what you like. I'm going to ask that you post what you learned today. All right? This two-hour, that's right, this two-hour live was free. (laughs) I ain't even rolled my sponsor reel. It was free. There you go. There you go, 15% off, free. There you go. That way I don't get no more messages because people like to hit me up on the gram. It's 15 live. That's what it is. I'm just going to wear a shirt or something. All right. All right, guys. Listen, I'm going to ask that you be safe this week. If if you're a masker, if you're not a masker, whatever you do, rock it well and be safe. And I will definitely, uh, I will definitely see you guys in the next video. All right. Go ahead. Post what you learn in the comments. That's what I'm looking for from everybody to post what you learn in the comments. Be safe, y'all. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.